0: As the sun makes its way across the heavens, we arise and go through our daily routines. We go to work, we eat, we play, we sleep. We live according to a certain rhythm. Our days are filled with intricate patterns, patterns that repeat again and again. This repetition and change is the dimension of time, an invisible dimension that moves in only one direction, sometimes swiftly, sometimes gently, carrying us constantly along in its current. We cannot see the future, but we will go there just as surely as we breathe.
1: He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows it's going down. You make darkness and it is night, in which all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening
0: we gauge time by the cycles of the cosmos from the smallest fraction of a second to the epochs of celestial orbits we measure time's passage but as christians we must never forget that this dimension was fashioned by the creator and that just as it had a beginning at his command time will one day have an end The Great Cosmic Era will come to a close and a new day, an everlasting day, will begin. We measure the cycle of time not only in days, weeks, and months, but also in generations. From our birth to our burial, the Orthodox Church clothes us in the colorful robe of her sacraments. Her prayers are the poetry that expresses our journey in Christ. We find these sacraments reflected and expressed throughout the Church's cycle of feasts and fasts.
1: Therefore, as we are receiving a kingdom incapable of being overthrown, let us persevere in worship agreeable to God, reverent and full of awe, for our God is a consuming fire.
0: As we journey down life's path, we can engage in the life of the Church, for she provides the sacraments that connect us with God and His body. And every year, as we traverse this road, the cycle of feasts retell the story of the Gospel. Each year, we should grow more mature in Christ. As the cycle comes around every year, Sunday of the Prodigal Son, or um, Lazarus Saturday, or whatever, you know it's coming you just go deeper.
2: You know, to, to be celebrating Christmas once or twice is a great thing, but to celebrate 40, 50, 60 years, man, your perspective on what that all means and, and how much more deeply it gets into you. And the liturgies are designed that way. They're, they're a little bit opaque at first, and you have to kind of go deep into them. But they do yield themselves over time like a, like a trusted friend, and then you've got them, and they're, in, they're inside you, they're part of you.
0: The fathers of the Orthodox faith recognize that, as we grow as Christians, we often go through three conversions that correspond roughly to distinct seasons of the church year.
3: You have to see the feast days or the cycles of the church up against the theology of, of spiritual growth, of theosis. And this spiritual growth of theosis is broken into three major components: uh, nipsis, uh, purification, uh, illumination. And, and union with God, Nipsis, uh, Opsis, and Enosis. Uh, and if you take those three, you can uh, squirrel or you can nest uh, the feast days within those.
0: The first season is the winter Pascha, which corresponds to the Nativity Fast. This season begins on the 15th of November and ends on the 2nd of February. The theme of this period is Nepsis, or Purification and Learning, and it is associated with water. Christ's theophany represents this first conversion when we consciously recognize and acknowledge Him as the Son of God and accept Him as our Savior and Lord.
3: The nipsis is the first stage of an Orthodox Christian or a Christian's uh, spiritual growth. And nipsis is that period of time in which we are cleansing the temple, preparing the temple of our our soul. So we go through this this issue of being presented, um, uh, of going through epiphany, the the baptism of Christ. Uh, Christmas also is a period of time of Nipsis because it always was connected to uh, the epiphany. So in order to receive we have to learn to prepare for that reception. Um, So the hymns again, prepare O Bethlehem. What what Bethlehem are we talking about? We're not talking about the historical Bethlehem. We're talking about the spiritual Bethlehem. Prepare in order to receive. So uh, Nipsis is the first part. And until someone truly prepares their soul um, and and really experiences Nipsis, can they really begin to go to the next level? So it might take years, might even take half their lifetime for someone to experience Nipsis, truly experience Nipsis.
0: The second season is the spring Pascha, which begins with the pre-Lent period, 70 days before Pascha, and ends on Holy Saturday. The focus of this period is Opsis, or illumination, and is represented by the Lamb. In this second conversion, we begin to comprehend Christ's crucifixion and resurrection and we become more deeply committed by taking up our own cross and following him.
3: So from Nipsis we go to uh, Opsis, and and again, that's the focus of the resurrection. But in order to experience the resurrection, which is the light, Opsis, illumination, um, one must learn crucifixion. Hence, we have the feast day of the cross, the veneration of the cross. Uh, what, What does it mean to understand the elevation of the cross? Um, the betrayal, the uh, Passion Week, crucifixion, uh, the burial of Christ, and again it may take another half of a lifetime for people to truly experience Christ not just as uh, a child, a baby with with a nice teaching, but to experience Christ as a savior, someone who comes to give us new life. Uh, Most people believe that Jesus came in order to make uh, bad people good, you know, by giving us another code of of rules and commandments. And they look at the feast days that way, unfortunately. But Christ did not come for that. Christ came in order to make dead people alive. So by understanding that we are dead, which is Nipsis, can we only begin begin to realize that Christ has come to resurrect us, us. hence the light, Opsis, of, of Easter.
0: The third season is that of Pentecost, which begins on the Sunday of Pascha and ends on the Sunday of Pentecost. This period's focus is on enosis, or union, and is symbolized by fire. In this third conversion, we experience Pentecost and are filled with the baptism and fire of the Holy Spirit, allowing God to transform our lives.
3: Once we've experienced Nepsis and then opsis, uh, illumination, then we have to move towards enosis, or glorification with God. Uh, and this is the, the period of time in which the Holy Spirit dwells in us with power. Uh, hence the Feast of Pentecost. So w- when, when the Holy Spirit comes down upon us with fire, true fire, do we really experience what it means to be uh, uh, an energized Christian living out our life, uh, always cleansing the temple. We never f- finished doing that. We're always cleansing and repenting and going through that uh, cleansing in our lives. At, at the same time, constantly and continually accepting Christ and being illuminated more and more and more uh, through death and resurrection, personal death and resurrection. Celebrating that corporately as a group, sharing our our, our individual uh, resurrection in, in a corporate fashion, uh, uh, then we move into living out our life in the world and really making a difference with with power, as the whole as the uh, the uh, disciples and the, and the apostles did. And then that leads obviously towards uh, our death and glorification into the kingdom of heaven. And I think only by looking at those three stages and taking the feast days and placing them within, not exactly, but placing them against that map that I, that I articulated, and then seeing that that line must then intersect with the line of our personal lives, does the, do the feasts uh, really come to have a powerful meaning for each and every one of us?
0: Similarly, the Fathers tell us that as a relationship with God develops, it goes through three stages. In the first stage, we are aware of God's judgment for our own sinfulness. We are like servants obeying our Master's commands in order to avoid punishment. As we grow to understand how much God has done for us and what He has promised us, we enter the second stage, where we relate to Him like an employee doing his work for the rewards that follow. In the third and most mature stage, we understand how much he loves us and how deeply he wants us to be his children. At this point, we relate to him as a son or daughter relates to a loving father. We obey completely out of love, simply because that is what we want to do.
1: One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple.
3: People truncate our theology into pieces, as if history is over here, liturgy is over here, scripture is over there, the sacraments are someplace else, our, our ethics is someplace else. And in reality, all of those things coalesce, even the patristic component coalesce in liturgy, in worship. And it is in worship when we begin to understand the interaction of those five things that I mentioned, do we really experience what liturgy is all about. So the feast day of of Christmas or the nativity can only be understood when we understand what do the fathers say about them and the fathers speak about uh, the nativity within the hymns, and in the hymns we find the theology, we find the scripture, we find the ethical component, uh, and we come and we worship that, not necessarily just to give glory to God, but to receive from God insight, so that we can then grow in the the areas of nipsis, opsis, and and enosis, and then go on and be um, the Christ-bearers that we are called to be.
0: By entering into the Church's cycle of fasting and feasting, we join ourselves to the Bride of Christ and continue the journey to becoming a mature child of God. As we engage in the life of the Church, we should always keep this important point foremost in our minds. The rubrics, the rules of fasting, almsgiving and prayer are not demands that God has imposed upon us, but are rather our response to his call to be pure and holy. We do these things of our own will out of love, just as Christ submitted humbly to the will of the Father. The history of the world was punctuated by an event so important that we mark every date with reference to it. The Incarnation is the vantage point from which we view all of our history. B.C. for the years before Christ, and A.D. or Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, for those which follow. At this cosmic crossroads, God became man, and in the words of the Gospel of St. John, He pitched his tent among ours. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth.
4: And by organizing the liturgical year and organizing our time around these feasts, we're organizing ourselves around our own human experience. What family doesn't celebrate the birth of a child? And does it every year? the very simple human experience of remembrance is important to understanding who we are as family as individuals and so by doing this in the life of the church we know who we are as church that transcends these boundaries of family and person our persons to know that we belong to this community of followers of christ and so we celebrate the Birth of our Founder. We celebrate his entry into Jerusalem. We celebrate all these things around his life. Hear about those stories because there are stories because we are one of his followers.
0: Emmanuel, God with us, is the mystery of God's presence among us, the mystery of the words human life, death and resurrection in the person of Jesus Christ, who brings us divine life, eternal life. This is the essence of the Christian faith, and we literally enter into the events surrounding this epic miracle in the feasts we celebrate through the liturgical year.
1: But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive.
0: Christ's death and resurrection, the Christian Passover, is celebrated at Pascha during the services of Holy Week. Pascha, the feast of all feasts, is the center of the liturgical year, radiating through each Sunday and every other feast. The Orthodox Church elevates a number of feasts of the Theotokos in such a way that it balances the presentation of, the, of human nature.
2: It's so important to the Church that we have Panagia because we need that feminine element, that feminine principle. And without that, the, our religion would become one-sided. We need that heart of the Mother And you see it in all the saints, you know, that they all transcend gender, but they do it partly because they have example of Panagia, who is a woman but very strong. Or if you're a man, that you see in her this consoling mother. You never have to outgrow that.
0: The way in which Christ arrived, through a human mother, is profoundly moving. We celebrate the events of Mary's life because her life is inextricably intertwined with Christ's and because she shows us how we can be Christ-bearers. In celebrating her life, we affirm that each of us is a Theotokos, a bearer of God. From all generations we call you blessed, Virgin Theotokos. For Christ, our uncontainable God, was pleased to be contained in you. We also are blessed in having you as our helper, for you ever intercede for us and for those in authority. Therefore, singing your praises, we cry to you, Rejoice, full of grace, the Lord is with you.